0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.
1: It's time to roll your sleeves up and get your hands dirty with Friends of the Earth.
2: Dirt Radio.
1: Hiya, it's Dirt Radio. How are you this morning? And uh, this week we're talking about energy, how to make it, how to save it, and how everyday use of it connects to climate change. Hello, I'm John Langer, and this is Dirt Radio. We're sponsored by Friends of the Earth, and you can check us out at foe, ma, sorry melbournefo.org.au. I don't have to remind you, climate and energy politics in Australia are in a mighty mess. While the Turnbull government is trying to cement a deal that could make our tax dollar used to prop up the coal industry, the states are independently building momentum for renewable energy. Pat Simons is the community organizer for Yes to Renewables at Fo, and he's on the phone to talk to us about some of these issues. Good morning, Pat. Hey, hiya, Pat. How are you doing?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going well, going well. Can you hear me all
1: right? Yeah, I can hear you fine. And um, just introduced you as the community organizer for Yes to Renewables. And um, I wanted to start by asking you a little bit about the renewable energy auctions. They're coming up in the next week or so, and they're expecting the final results in Victoria. I don't really know too much about these energy auctions. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what they are and why they're so important at this point.
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. So people might have heard about the Victoria's Renewable Energy Target of 40% by 2025. So last year, um, that was written into law um, by the Andrews government. And basically, that is the only renewable energy policy that has been legislated um, beyond that's, that's looking beyond 2020 in Australia as any any state or federal government. Um, so the renewable energy auctions is kind of the policy mechanism that sits behind that and will actually enable Victoria to reach that goal. So um, it's based off the work of the ACT government who have a 100% renewable energy target and they're basically locked in all the new generation, um, you know, the wind and the solar farms that will enable them to meet that by, I think, 2020. So, this is basically Victoria taking the lesson of the ACT and ramping it up um, here in Victoria. So, how it will work is basically... or how it kind of, it's kind of—it's already been underway. This this process has kind of been going on for about a year or more. Is basically, um. The government says, "Okay, we want renewables. Uh, we're going to hold an auction, and they say for 650 megawatts of um, of renewable energy, and then companies basically have to go out and they. It's kind of like a competitive tender, so mm-hmm. they they submit um, their projects, um, and they basically have to compete on a whole bunch of different criteria so that include price." Um, the the kind of um, capacity factor which is related to like the sort of effectiveness of the um, of the wind or solar project Mm. Um, community engagement so they have to meet all these criteria and then um, and then the government will basically choose choose the winners of that and um, how it works is that like basically that locks in finance for those projects so The reason why this exists is because back in the day like you know going back to 2014 Mm. not 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 way way back in the day but Mm. when tony abbott took a took a wrecking ball to the national renewable energy target Mm. you know it destroyed confidence in the in the sector and so this this policy has been designed to sort of bring back confidence to the sector and actually find a way that um you know new renewable energy projects can have long term certainty so that they can actually go out and be built, and you know we can get on with the job of shifting to um shifting to renewable energy
1: and and in terms of the um actual projects that get uh, get put forward um there would be a whole bunch of different companies as you say around the state that would be competing for this money and is yep. it is it strictly money that comes from the government or do they have to find um, comparable finance from other sectors as yeah. well
2: yeah it's it 's how it how it works is a little bit complicated so it it interacts with the wholesale electricity market so mm. basically you know companies who like energy generators are buying and selling energy all the time on the energy market and the price of energy fluctuates so um, what what the auctions do is they say okay you have offered you 've said that you can Build this project at a at an at providing electricity from renewables at an average price mm. over this period, say mm. twenty years, mm. and then um, the the contract sort of locks in that price. Right. Uh, the government says, "Okay, cool. We'll 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 sign the contract for that," and then um, they kind of basically the government will top up the difference between the wholesale electricity price and the contract price. But it also goes the other way. So um, at the moment, the wholesale electricity price is very high. Um, and, you know, the, the renewable energy projects are suspected to be quite quite low, like very yes. competitive in price because renewables are so cheap now. Yes. So it will probably be that the taxpayer will actually make money from this scheme mm. Mm. Because the developers will essentially be paying for the certainty of having a long-term contract mm. with mm. the public,
1: and as you say, so it's quite the, a
2: smart smart way of doing it.
1: Yes, and as you say, it's something that the state is initiating apart from the federal at the federal level. And they've as as we've been reading day after day, they're just stalling and stalling and stalling. Pat, I wanted to just go on and ask another uh another er- something else that you're involved in and Yester Renewables is is involved in the leader of the liberal opposition in Victoria Matthew Guy says he'll dump the v ret if he's elected mm. and Yester Renewables is having an event uh in Mulgrave tonight and I wanted to ask mm. you what this is about because the way I'm reading this is that It's a way of showing the opposition that support for renewables is actually very widespread.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, like if you get out there and talk to people, Renewable Energy is overwhelmingly popular and, you know, more popular than any political party. So, and we also know that the Renewable Energy target, it's it's creating jobs, it's going to cut emissions, um, it's delivering cheaper power. So... It's actually pretty crazy that the guy opposition have pledged to scrap it. It's a very um irresponsible position to take. So that so that is a huge risk at the state election in November. So if the guy opposition are elected, they will get rid of the renewable energy target and the climate act mm. which basically takes us, you know, back ten, you know, to 10 years ago.
1: Mm, and, mm. Um
2: So there is a real risk there um, if they're elected that they will take us backwards on renewables. But at the same time, um, you know, we also want to build on all of the achievements that we've had so far. So the Renewable Energy Target is is the, you know, the most important outcome we've secured on renewables here in in Victoria. But we want to keep pushing for more. So that's why we've launched this new campaign. Sorry, I'm a little bit puffed because I'm actually just walking... We'll take you through Brunswick. Okay.
1: Yeah, right, right.
2: Okay. That's so, all right. Let me catch my breath a bit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we've launched this new campaign, which is about building on all of those achievements. Yep. And so we, we want to see um, the state government commit to powering Melbourne's train network with renewable energy as well. Yes. So this is something we think that they can do um, in addition to what they're already doing on, on the um, renewable energy target. And you might have seen that... Um, that the tram network will soon be solar-powered. So there's, so there's solar farms that are under construction in northern Victoria right now, which will supply, mm. when they're finished, they'll supply the um, electricity to the trams. So we think it's quite logical to, to, to jump over and do the same with the train network. Yes. So that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about at the Mulgrave Forum. And we'll also hear from our sister campaign, Act on Climate Vic, uh, and they they're basically launching a push for what they're labeling the Victorian Climate Change Action Fund so that's basically the idea that you know renewable energy is obviously really important for cutting emissions in the electricity sector but mm. climate action is so much more as well so we need to have some kind of mechanism and outlay in the budget to actually fund all of the projects that we need across energy agriculture transport all of those different sectors of society to actually you know bring emissions down mm. in everything that we do it is. so we 're going to be talking about some of that stuff um, and just kind of connecting with the community there in Mulgrave um, if they if they want to get involved um, if they want to start a group that would be excellent and we 're there to support people to do those kinds of actions so um, yep yeah
1: yep look it sounds it sounds like a fantastic initiative I just wanted to. Go on, because you are extremely busy, Pat. I've got to tell you that uh, – <laughs> <laughs> and uh, walking through Brunswick, even more busy. Um, the next thing on the agenda is Yes to Renewables is heading down to Portland on, on the southwest coast. Uh, what's yeah. what's that about? To just briefly tell us what that trip's about.
2: Yeah, so we've got these back-to-back events. Tonight we'll be in Mulgrave and tomorrow we'll be in Portland. Um So, Portland is one of the towns where, you know, the Renewable Energy Revolution is being built. So they are home to Australia's top wind tower manufacturer, Keppel Prince. So there's 200 workers employed there manufacturing wind towers, which, uh, you know, they have a lot of contracts with wind farms all around the state. So it's a really great example of a town that's, you know, in transition but making the most out of, you know, the Renewable Energy um, industry. So, it's a really important case study, and um, we've, we've got some good connections down there with the Needing Manors of Portland. Um, and we're really just keen to connect with people, connect with the workers, um, connect with some of the community groups and businesses in the area to talk about um, what the state of um, climate and energy policy is in Victoria and, and what they can do to kind of have an influence on the state election.
1: Fantastic. Now, just tell us very again uh, wh- if people want to find out a little bit more about this, where would they go to uh, to find out? Because I know that you, I know Yester Renewables has a, a regular meeting time, but also the the online contact as well.
2: Yeah, that's right. So we meet uh, aside from tonight when we'll be in Mulgrave, we meet every Tuesday uh, on Smith Street in Collingwood, uh, at the front of the earth, Melbourne, upstairs, and. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Um, We're very active on those two platforms. Um, We do also have an Instagram, but it's just kind of getting started. So check us out on social media. That's the best way to stay up to date. Um, We've got a couple of petitions running at the moment around um, and open letters, you know, to to get um, Melbourne's trains powered by renewables and to restore the national renewable energy target and protect Victoria's renewable energy targets. So supporting us on those is a big help as well.
1: Thank you very much, Pat. It's, uh, it's been a very busy time for you, and I really appreciate your time coming on to Dirt Radio today. And all the best with Mulgrave and also with Portland.
2: Okay, great. Thanks. Um, and just on the, um, on the Mulgrave event, it's at the Mulgrave Community Centre tonight at 6.30 p.m. So if anyone's listening and they want to come along, yeah, we hope to see you there.
1: Check it out. Thanks, Pat.
2: Thanks, John. You have a good one. See ya.
1: you can get your copy of 3CR's book at the station during business hours at 21
0: Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. On sale
1: for just $30. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. And uh, we are back to radio. We're here with, well, we're moving away from, well, I guess, uh, Portland and uh, various places around. And we're literally moving closer to home. What if we could cut energy bills, reduce climate pollution and make our places of residence healthier to live in all at the same time? That's the idea behind the One Million Homes Alliance campaign, to make one million homes more energy and water efficient. Dean is from Environment Victoria, and he's here to tell us a little bit more. Good morning, Dean.
0: Good morning. Uh, Thanks for having me on.
1: Uh, It's a pleasure. And um, you're actually taking uh, Anne Martell... Tine- Martinelli. Martin, Martinelli. sorry, yes, she's yeah. she's apparently not well today. So, Dean, welcome to Dirt Radio.
0: Thanks very much.
1: Now, I wanted to start by uh, asking you about the Willi- One Million Homes Alliance and the th- the thinking behind it. Tell us a bit about that.
0: Yeah, so the alliance brings together environment and social welfare organisations from across Victoria who are united around a common agenda of trying to improve the energy efficiency of our houses, which obviously reduces bills, cuts carbon pollution, and creates jobs. So we've got organizations like the Yarra Energy Foundation, uh, the Consumer Policy Research Centre, the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence, and of course, Environment Victoria.
1: And um, the idea is to basically make homes more efficient in the way they use energy.
0: that's exactly right. So we've released our roadmap, which basically outlines how we can get every Victorian home up to a five-star equivalent energy rating and get water usage down. And so what our plan does is it works with people all across the sector and it outlines the financing, the advice, the standards and the programs that would all come together to achieve a really significant outcome for Victorians
1: and uh the the roadmap itself you're you're projecting into the future um, just tell us how i suppose how, how do you how do you manage to do all that because as I was reading it's it's something which it's not a, a short term thing you're, you're mo- moving away into 2025 uh, what what are some of the things that you have in mind
0: Well, what we need to do is we need to identify the tools and the, and the ideas and the, the things people need to do in their home. And then we need to knock down all the barriers that are standing in the way of getting those things into people's houses. So none of this is rocket science. It's ceiling insulation, it's draft sealing, it's improving shower flow, efficient lighting. But for a whole range of small reasons, we haven't been able to get those up to scale in Victorian houses. And so what the plan seeks to do is it, is it outlines the policies and the institutions you're going to need to get that stuff into people's houses. Um, the plan looks at standards and finance, advice, and the targeted program.
1: And one of the things I, I noted very specifically is, is that it's very important to retrofit older houses. There's, there's, of course, the new houses that are being built, but part of the plan is to retrofit older houses as well.
0: Well, that's right. Anyone who's freezing through winter right now is probably doing so in a house that was built at a time well before standards. Uh, I think the average house is a two-star rating in Victoria. Mm. Um, So if you're living in a house that was built before that, you won't necessarily have insulation, you won't necessarily have an appropriate set of curtains, uh, you might have draft running through the house, and those things all take some work to fix. Um, This is particularly a problem for rental property, where there's a bit of a a split incentive between the landlord and the homeowner, uh, sorry, between the landlord and the renter. Mm. Um, And so a lot of our plan is looking at how do we get those homes up to standard and how do we make sure that people who are living in a home that's a bit on the older side, uh, as so many of our our wonderful homes in Melbourne are, Mm. and how do we get those up to standard?
1: Yeah, one of the things I, I particularly noted was that you—the emphasis is really a, a lot of the emphasis is on low-income and disadvantaged households, and, and that was a that was a major priority, I think, in in your roadmap.
0: Well, that's exactly right. So, our roadmap, part of the One Million Homes Alliance, are a lot of organisations that work with people from disadvantaged backgrounds, and so the roadmap is focused on helping those people who might not have access to the finance or the uh, advice they need get their house up to up to standard. We also have a focus on social housing, making sure that people who are living in social housing aren't faced with enormous bills. Instead, they've got a house that's cosy and warm and easy to keep cool in summer, uh, because really that's where those bill savings are really going to matter most.
1: Dean, the, 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 I guess the thing that uh, I'm, I'm just... T- taking the devil's advocate role here, and then sure. and the politicians are going to say, "Well, that's all very well, but where where's the money going to come from?" and uh, and the builders are going to say, "Well, you know, this is going to add cost to the house and so on." What what's the response to that?
0: Well, in a lot of cases, it's about it's about realizing the savings that are just sort of on the ground waiting for us to bend over and pick them up. If we can reduce the amount of energy that our homes are using, we can reduce the amount of money we need to invest in transmission, we mm. can reduce the, the cost mm. of the energy mm. system, we can also make a really significant difference in the amount of money that's provided to um, in utility concessions. So we could look at saving $2.5 billion over 20 years in mm. utility concessions. Um, in a lot of ways, these high prices and the fact that we have inefficient homes have cost across the whole state. And getting those costs under control actually has benefits for everybody. It reduces the energy, the cost of the energy system, but it also reduces the amount of subsidy we need to provide to help people pay their bills. And so I think this is really a question of looking at where the real savings are, not just looking for a cheap fix, a short-term fix, but instead investing in building a much fairer, much more sustainable system that can deliver over the long term.
1: Look, it's uh, it's very heartening to hear what you're saying. It's it it is a long term, longer term vision, and uh, clearly there are savings to be made. Very important savings to be made uh, over a long period of time. But you need to have that vision. I think is 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 what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and look, Victoria's done a lot of good things on energy efficiency. Like we have got a lot of these tools in place. The problem is they're just not operating at the scale that really makes a difference and they're not reaching into the homes of people who need them most. And so in a lot of ways, this isn't about doing anything that we haven't been doing uh, in the past. It's about doing it on a really significant scale. And it's about doing it in the way that every Victorian benefits, not just some Victorians. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing in here that would would, would shock you, you know. It's, it's about giving people good advice. It's about giving people access to finance. It's about making sure that there's, um, there's standards that set minimum operational requirements for rental properties, but it's about doing it at scale, and it's about doing it in a way that benefits everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very interesting and, and, and clearly requires a, a fairly systematic approach. the The okay. November state election is approaching fast. What would you like all the political parties to be thinking about and committing to in relation to what you've been talking about?
0: Well, that's right. The November election is an absolutely vital moment for Victoria's energy efficiency and, and the performance of our home. So we'll be looking for at all parties to commit to moving towards the goal of five-star equivalent across all Victorian homes. And we'll be asking parties to show their plans for getting every home up to five stars. We've got a lot of good ideas on where they should be focusing their efforts, but really the test will be how are they going to make sure that we're improving the energy efficiency of our homes, reducing carbon pollution and reducing energy bills, and how are they going to achieve the scale we need to really make a difference for all Victorians.
1: Mm, mm. Very, very interesting and, and also very inspiring, Dean, I, got, I have to say. Now, what about people wanting to find out a bit more about what you've been talking about? Where should they go and how should they find out?
0: Well, probably a great place to start is the Environment Victoria website. Um, environmentvictoria.org.au. We're always up for chatting to people who are interested in getting involved. We'll be taking this message out over the next... uh, up till November. We're running the largest election campaign that we've ever run because we know how important this election is, that it's an absolutely critical moment for Victoria where we make the decision to continue on the transition that started in Victoria, scale it up, and really make a difference or take backward steps. And so if you're keen to help make this a reality, then you know, we're going to have to get out on the streets and start talking to people, making sure that they're asking their politicians, mm-hmm. what are you going to do to improve energy efficiency? What are you going to do to help repower Victoria?
1: Very practical solutions and uh, very practical vision as well. Thanks very much for being on Dirt Radio today, Dean, and Thanks I appreciate your time.
0: Cheers. Thanks very much.
1: That was Dean, and he is part of the Efficiency Campaign at Environment Victoria, and he was talking about the One Million Homes Alliance, and as you heard, the website uh, Environment Victoria has all the details. We'll also put up all the details of all the material we've been talking about on Dirt Radio today on the 3CR Dirt Radio website. and as well as the podcast of this show. We'll be back again next Tuesday at 9.30, and we'll speak to you then.